0: And this podcast is all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So, girlfriends, let's do the damn thing. What's up, girl? I'm so excited that you're here for today's episode because it's a special
1: show. We haven't done one of these his and her episodes in a minute. And so many of you love when I have my husband Cena on. So husband Cena, hello. <laughs>
2: <laughs> husband Cena here. What's up? Good to be back.
1: This is going to be really fun because we're going to talk about quitting. And, you know, what's really interesting about you and I getting to have these conversations is obviously we talk all the time, but on the show, I feel like a lot of people can resonate with the way that you're wired, which is very different from how I'm wired. For those of you that are familiar with Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 7, which even if you don't know Enneagram, that's called the Enthusiastic (laughs) Visionary. So I'm big picture, lots of ideas constantly. And Cena, on the other hand, is an Enneagram 3, the achiever, which means he wants to crush the goal no matter what. It's only one way. <laughs> and I think it's really beautiful and it's really fun to be married to each other because I've got all of these ideas and you like to win and it's fun to win. But, you know… In pursuit of winning or accomplishing a goal, there are often times that we need to realign and we need to quit things. And I think often quitting gets associated with failure. And sometimes as humans, we create a meaning that if we fail at something or it doesn't go the way that we wanted it to, then we are in fact the failure. And I feel like you used to think
2: that way. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm like a recovering person about failing, right? Yeah. I I, I mean – I associated failing or quitting with, yeah, you couldn't do it. You didn't make it because I would just power through to get to the goal, like through dental school, through like after working as a dentist, like it would just be power through. Blinders on. Blinders on. Don't even think about like quitting because that's not an option. Um, And and recently learning how valuable that is to like take feedback and like learn that, you know, I guess like transitioning into something else. isn't It's not, you're not quitting, you're just transitioning into something else. And you've learned things that, can be beneficial. And yeah. yeah just well, you label, like, are
1: quitting still though. Like, yeah. I think it's like, that's the whole conversation is like, you are choosing to quit. In fact, in this episode, we're going to break down three different types of quitting. Yeah. You're quitting, but you're not making it mean that you're failing. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. And that's a hard part for me, for sure. Getting over that in my head. So yeah. Learning it recently of, of <laughs> taking, you know, knowing when to quit, because sometimes it's hard to know that you've like, given it your all that, that maybe like, it's just not aligned for you anymore, whether it's job relationship, uh, whatever it is in your life, or is it that you do need to stick it out a little longer, but sometimes you need it. It's like learning when to quit. is just such a valuable skill.
0: Yeah. Like, or
1: when you meet resistance, like, cause yeah. often when you're starting something new, right? I mean, you've done this a lot with like your new entrepreneurial journey too. And we've had so many conversations of like when you have resistance or when you're doubting yourself, which you'll do with anything new, like all of us, myself included, right. not making that resistance mean that it's time to quit, yeah. but knowing that's when you're actually supposed to push through. So yeah. we're going to share with you today, three different types of quitting and full transparency, <laughs> we literally made up these names. So like, don't go try and Googling these things because yeah, we made not them up. Copyrighted. But we were, <laughs> we were looking to our past, you know, from our early career stage up until now at this season of life and looking professionally and entrepreneurial wise, as well as in our personal life, like what are some ways that we've quit that have been really beneficial and how did we kind of work through that? So yeah. the first thing that we're going to talk about is the opportunity cost quit. And often we think about risk or we think about cost of like the price that we're going to pay. But what's always like from the earliest stages that I can remember, what's always been really ingrained in me, although I didn't have the verbs, like the verbiage for it back then, is opportunity cost. Like, what are you going to miss out on if you don't do that thing? Whether that's like fulfillment, income, impact, joy, happiness you know, people, whatever it is, it's like so often we're like, oh, I can't afford to do that, or it's risky to do that, or I don't know how to do that. But my default response is always like, well, what will you miss out on if you don't figure out how or you don't call your shot or you don't make that step or you don't buy that ticket or insert whatever it is, right? And um I think the first thing that comes up for me, so I'll share mine and then you can share yours. Yeah, okay. Okay. Sure. So the first thing that comes up for me is back in 2014, I was working at Google in corporate recruiting and like I loved that job.
2: Like you're great at it.
1: I literally loved working and recruiting. It was such a great career path for me. Google was so fun to work at. Although we always the snacks were great. The snacks I would bring home snacks oh, to Cena. Uh, all the time. Like those Justin's peanut butter packets. I got snacks now.
2: I know. Oh mm-hmm. my God.
1: But anyways, besides the point, I absolutely loved working there. But while I was working at Google, I was building a business back then. It was a network marketing and I was building it on the side before and after work. And my intention was starting that business was not to quickly get out of the corporate world. At the time we were living in New York city, Cena was going to dental school, I was financially supporting both of us, Cena was emotionally supporting both of us, which honestly, that part's way harder when you're with a new entrepreneur in 600 square foot apartment, but besides the point. And anyway, you know, the opportunity cost quit that I had to make was when that side business surpassed my full-time income at Google. I could have stayed, but I felt like it was an opportunity cost of like the what I could create if I had more time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people talk about jumping into entrepreneurship and like quitting your job and like, you know, like suck it to your manager and like get out and like, or
2: whatever. I think it's stick it to your manager. Don't suck it to your manager. manager.
1: Okay. I would, I would say edit that out, but let's just keep it in. Okay. In case
2: you had quite the trajectory in corporate world and now I'm seeing why. (laughs) Anyway,
1: so stick it to your manager, right? I've never been someone that's, approached it that way. Like I've always thought build something on the side so that you have more optionality. But for me, the biggest opportunity cost quit that I did was back when I worked at Google, I decided, you know what, I'm going to jump for this thing that I've been building on the side because now it makes sense. It's strategic. It's earning more income what am I missing out on if I don't go for chasing my dreams? And, you know, I remember talking to my managers at Google and they are like, hey, if this doesn't work out, you can always come back. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm coming back. Like, I just knew that I was supposed to be on a different path. And I had felt that way for many years in the corporate world. Like something was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And it was because I was on the wrong path. I don't believe everyone should be an entrepreneur. But for me, I just thought like I'm missing out on a lot of my life and living my fully expressed version of me if I stay in this when I know that it's not for me. So that was my opportunity cost quit.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because like usually you're not like a how do I say this? Like <laughs> you, like that's a very data driven, like, oh, well, I'm starting to make more. You can see like 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 physically like the income progressing. And it's a very logical way to No, right. you're not logical, but like it's not as emotion based. Where like actually mine was for like dentistry, because um first back up to like what you said in the beginning was uh, when have you done enough to know that it's time to quit versus you met resistance and you just have to power through it. And for dentistry, like I tried a few different types of clinics, Yeah, you know, uh, the, the high patient volume, the low, like low patient volume of like a family clinic. Like I I got the discrepancy between them and I feel like I got a good grasp on the field rather than just quitting at the first resistance of like, yeah. I powered through the first job for like two years of like learning my, like I was like, I right, just chalked it up to like learning, um like getting skin in the game and like learning the business and like learning how to be uh working as a as a like a full-time dentist but then after that resistance and I tried a different clinic I was like I felt that resistance again and I was like this just isn't for me and I can confidently say as like okay I feel like I really tried it yeah and that gave me the confidence to be able to then say oh I want I want to try to something else besides dentistry
1: that's a really good point too. And I think to emphasize that, it's, you know, for you listening into this, if there's something that you're doing right now that doesn't feel aligned for you, don't write it off until you can have as confident like of a decision made from the place of knowing that you've tried different arenas of it. Like, so maybe you are working in marketing at a particular company and you don't like that company culture. Like, would you be willing to try a different company culture? Cause that might be the fit, right? Or when you think about even like what the company sells or like what it is that you're passionate about, or maybe you're a recruiter and you're working in a certain type of industry, you're working in tech, but you don't want to be working in tech anymore. And you can move into something else. Like if like you try a different way of doing it, or you try a different environment, that might be a fit. For you, it wasn't. yeah. But I think a lot of times people write off an entire industry or an entire career without trying. And I know for you, it was really important. And I knew even at the time that for you specifically, you would need more data to feel confident in your decision to leave before You could just walk away with only having one type of clinic environment you've been in.
2: Well, that makes it easier too when like you leave something and then you're you're gonna meet resistance in whatever you do just because that's the way things are. As you're doing something new, it's gonna be hard or just challenging at first because it's new. They gave me enough confidence that when those times came with like jumping into entrepreneurship and real estate, like I know I confidently did everything I I needed to see. I got the all enough data that I needed with dentistry to know that's not for me. Not have any what ifs left in my in my head of like, oh well, maybe I should have tried a different office or different right. clinic or something. You know what I mean? Like and it's just knowing when that it's a fine line of when enough is enough to know. And that depends on the person and your situation. But for me, I know stepping into this world, I feel good because I did have that kind of feedback.
0: Hey girl, I hope you're loving this conversation. I just wanted to pop in here mid-episode because at the very end of this
1: episode, Cena and I mentioned an idea that we had, but I wanted to give a little bit of more context around it. So we've been investing in real estate for about 16 months now. We started an Instagram account. You can go follow it at thegetsinvest, G-H-E-T-S. And we're also gonna be relaunching a podcast soon talking specifically about real estate together. But one of the ideas that we have was to host a totally free webinar for anyone that's interested in getting into Airbnb. We just launched our second Airbnb that's geared toward bachelorette parties and retreats.
0: Also check it out if you are attending a bachelorette party or hosting a bachelorette party in Denver, or if you're wanting to host your own retreats at these properties, that's really what they're designed for, for groups
1: of 12 women. And anyway, we wanted to host a totally free webinar for anyone that's interested, but we didn't really know how many people are interested in this topic. So if that's you, again, this will be totally free, and we're going to share all the tips and tricks that we've learned launching these two properties, Champagne House and Peach House. So I want you to just text the word Airbnb to 512-548-2728. Again, text the word Airbnb to 512-548-2728, and then we will be sure to get a good gauge on the interest of this and then keep you in the loop when we pick a date to host that free webinar. All right. Without further ado, let's dive back into the episode. So from a mindset perspective, this opportunity cost, right? Because there is this perspective that a lot of people have when they've done something for a long time, whether that's in the corporate world or it's as as an entrepreneur, they're known for something. They put a lot of time into it. I mean, you talk to so many dentists, medical professionals, like, you know, high income earning or like high educated people that have spent a ton of time getting to this point. How did you determine that it would be an opportunity cost right. for you to not quit? Like, yeah. how did you – like, what did your – I mean, obviously, I know, but, like, for the audience.
2: Yeah, I mean, I knew what I was doing and where I was headed, and that wasn't where I wanted to go. So every day I spent doing that wasn't getting me closer to the type of – like, you had so much excitement for your job, and I didn't have that. I was like, well, me staying, it's not getting closer to that. So. Right. I, the opportunity cost was every day that I didn't do something was a day not getting me closer to, to finding that. And also on the front of like, if you're listening to this podcast and you've done something for a long time or, or studied a long time to, to get into a career, it's like there's this idea, it's called the sunk cost fallacy where it's like you feel like because you put so much time or money into something that you have to stay. Uh, but in reality, it goes back to that. Well, when do you know when it's good to quit if it's, if it's run its course? And just because you spent, you know, in my case, you know, like 10 years going to college for dentistry, it's like, that was a tough one to be like, well, shouldn't I at least stay in it for like 10 years? Like, because <laughs> yeah. it's like an arbitrary rule. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Because it's like, if it's not getting to where you want to go, you shouldn't stay in it for another day. Uh, I mean, obviously, you have different situations and stuff course, and be smart yeah. about it. But like, it was just like this weird mind thing where like, you feel this guilt to stay uh-huh. uh, rather than Cause I felt like it'd be like quitting or failing because I spent so long getting into it. It's like, well, I should stay in, in it for a long time, but no one knows what does a long time mean? It's like yeah. until you're realize it's not for you. Well,
1: so for anyone listening into this, it's like thinking of different things in your life that if you don't quit that thing, and obviously to your points, you know, like, Not immediately. Like if we're not saying quit your job immediately, that doesn't make sense for you. If it does make sense for you, go for it. And then like DM us because we want to be like, (laughs) yeah, "Yeah, go get it. Um, But truly it's like, if you can reframe in your head, this might be an opportunity cost quit. Like as in, I need to quit this thing because what am I missing out on if I don't quit? And for me, that's how I felt at Google, even though I really loved my job and Mm -hmm. I made great money and I had great career trajectory. It was like, I can't not... Go for this dream of building this business. For me, it was like switching lanes into entrepreneurship. Like I can't not go for this because I'm not willing to get to the end of my TBD amount of days here with coulda, woulda, shouldas, or having lived somebody else's definition of success which would maybe be have stayed at Google. Like I had Mm -hmm. so many people that are like, what are you doing leaving Google? Just like you had so many people, what are you doing leaving dentistry? And people that didn't understand it. But when in your mind, you can identify this is opportunity cost. Mm -hmm. Like this is an opportunity cost quit. Maybe we didn't use those words, but that was really what we were talking about is like, what are you missing out on getting to know about yourself Mm -hmm. and what career opportunity, which now you found it, you know, that you're so obsessed with, that you've always wanted, that you wouldn't have had, you already were in your worst case scenario. And so many people listening into this, you're already in the worst case scenario. If you know the relationship that you're in, you don't want to be in like quit, (laughs) you know, what's the opportunity cost of you not getting with the person that could be your person for forever. Right. So anyways, opportunity cost, that's type one. Okay. Number two, we're moving to alignment quits. So I would love if you could share a little bit about you and your podcast and maybe a little bit of context because this is really powerful also because, as you know, we've helped hundreds of women. We don't do these podcast programs anymore online, um, but we've helped hundreds of women launch podcasts. We have a lot of podcasters themselves that listen into this show. Yeah. And sometimes they come to me like, Keisha, I want to stay consistent at it but they know that it's not aligned for them anymore. So yeah. tell them about your podcast. Yeah, this happen. one's a
2: fresh wound That's uh still, <laughs> This one a, this one was a tough one for me cuz I So, background, Keisha and I started a real estate podcast back in August or September. We did some episodes and then we kind of realigned and I was like, I think I want to do the podcast myself um because I don't I want to get the confidence of like having my own thing, having my own podcast, like being able to running up my own like run the show myself rather than like kind of relying on you and yeah. there's a lot of confidence and and stuff that was going to be built like uh skills that were going to be built on that so we switched and I, then i i took it over by myself and i think i got like 25 episodes in or something and mm-hmm. um
1: a lot of really amazing guests yeah great guests
2: and it was feedback and yeah stuff. it was going well i was getting better at running a show not saying um like all these things that i wanted to work on and getting better at asking questions throughout the podcast and and all this good stuff But something was still like off. I was like, "Uh, I don't know if this is right. But back to your point, we've taught a bunch of people in podcasting. And one of the big things is like, you got to be consistent. Just keep doing it for like a year or two years. You know, it's a long game. All these things in the back of my head. I'm like, I just have to keep going. Like, it's going to I'll find my like voice again and like find the direction of the podcast was kind of like arbitrary. Like I wasn't really finding like a good direction. And ultimately, what it came down to was. Where we're headed is us doing this like real estate brand together, mm-hmm. and you not being part of the podcast? There wasn't like that alignment of well, that's not getting us to like we you know eventually we want to like speak on stages about real estate and like me and you have such different personalities, but this common like thing like we're good at real estate together, but, like we right. have different strengths, so this wasn't getting us to that, but it was getting like, I got the skills from it. so I look back, I was like, well, I like, I feel good about like interviewing now. And I feel like I've, I've learned how to like prep for a show and not rely on you during a show for, you know, to fill in like the questions and stuff. So I was like, this is, but it's not getting us to where we want. And for me to, I was like, oh man, I'm gonna quit 30 episodes in or whatever it was like, that's not, it goes against everything we've talked about on, on podcasting. And it's just realizing it's not a line. So hold on, let's stop. Let's figure out a way that me and you can do this together. And then we'll be consistent with it when there's a vision and that alignment kind mm-hmm. of together, right?
1: Yeah. And it was really cool to hear you go through the thought process of this because, like, again, we're calling this an alignment quit where it's asking yourself, like, is this contributing to where I want to be a year from now? is this contributing to the brand that we want to build, especially because we have a lot of ideas of things that we want to do for people that are investing in real estate and that we love doing it together. And that you were explaining to me a lot of the joy that you got from it was us getting to like, just collaborate on things, but it was really important and it was very successful. The podcast was really impactful for people that listened into it. And it was a a big success for you from a personal growth and confidence building perspective. That's only leading to the future of what will feel more aligned, which is when we relaunch that podcast together and we continue building this brand. And we do have this very consistent focused mindset because we know that it's in alignment because we've tried it a couple of different ways. And I think that's really important for people to hear is like, even staying consistent at something that isn't aligned is not a win, yeah. right? It's the win comes from deciding what's actually aligned for you. And it was also very cute because I remember when we were in the car and you asked me if I could come back on the podcast and we could do this together again. And I was also because you know my hormones are raging since at the time that we're recording this, I'm 19, almost 19 weeks pregnant, and I started crying because I was so excited that you just wanted me to be
0: around you more. It's like, oh, you love me and you like me. Thank you. <laughs> So you played hard to get (laughs) though. I was was like, let me see if I can fit it into my schedule.
1: Um, But honestly, so we're really excited. Um, Right now we're just sharing more of our real estate journey together on the gets invest. If you want to follow that on Instagram, if you're interested in Airbnb or real estate investing at all, or just a fun husband and wife account, it's the dot G H E T S like get Mary is our last name, the gets invest. So anyways, podcast coming soon, but I think that was a really powerful yeah like it's
2: like it's like example why why kind of tough it out or why like push through for a year because i because i set out because i said a year randomly before i started it myself like i'm going to be consistent for a year mm-hmm. and then i'll see where it's head, like how i feel about it. it's like well it's a lot easier to change course now right and while i know this is not the way i want to do it it's like I'm, i don't want to do it by myself i want to do it with you because that's part of our like brand like this makes no sense that I'm yeah by myself and I, I got what i wanted out of it like the and I need to get I'll obviously keep getting better at podcasting, but the like core feeling yeah. of like, oh, I I can do it on my myself, but I don't want to.
1: The, and well, and like, that's the question that I think a lot of people don't ask themselves is when they experience that first resistance, which I remember your first few episodes solo, you felt uh-huh. like, like a little bit sweaty oh, yeah. and awkward, as we all do. I did too. Yeah. Back when I started the show four and a half years ago. But it's like you can answer the question have I done this? long enough with enough like oomph. I know that's not really like the real world, but like with enough like energy oomph and like excitement that I can say for sure Mm -hmm. that I don't want to do this anymore. And you reached that point. And for you, it was around 30 episodes. You're like, I have done this long enough where I got what I wanted from a personal perspective. I grew it a lot. I built up a ton of connections. You had some amazing, some of the most like epic real estate people in the industry were on your show. And I think like that means it's a success. So why we're using this as an example is because for you listening in, it's like, sometimes we keep trying to stay consistent because society or your own definition of success says you need to be consistent. Or everybody on Instagram is saying, be consistent, be consistent. I mean, I'm, I'm honestly part of that too, because I do understand consistency is powerful, but consistency for long enough, when you have enough information and data for you to make a confident calculated decision, that's the answer. And
2: for me, I played it out. I'm like, okay, I can be consistent. Sure. I can like
0: do it for a year,
2: but then, okay. So in a year I I sit down and I'm like, okay, well, I still want you to come back on the podcast. Like if I already know that you already know you need to move on from something or align with something else. Like there's there's a point of like, yes, be consistent. Like, so when we fire the podcast back up together, like we're going to be consistent because there will be resistance of like, doing it together and finding our voice and finding our direction. But we know in a year we're going to be at a place where we want to be. Whereas before I was like, well, I'm still going to want to change in a year. So is it time to just do it now? Yeah.
1: And to that, my version of an alignment quit is kind of in line with that where it's that question of asking yourself, like, is what you're doing now getting you closer to where you want to be a year from now or further from it? Because we're never in a standstill, right? And You know, what we decided, because, you know, when you're planning an event, I've talked about this a time or two on the podcast, but I just want to clarify this too is when you're planning a massive event, like we're planning Empower Her Live, for those of you who don't know, a massive personal growth event here in Denver, September 22nd through the 24th. Tickets are on sale, still early bird pricing. Head to empowerherlive2020.com. Be there. there. Honestly, it's going to be so epic. Our lineup is insane. Um, But also just like hundreds of women together in person. It's next level. Anyway, beside the point, I, made the decision as we were starting to plan it. Often when you're planning a large event like that, you're making a decision of if you're going to pick a venue and pick dates to secure your next location. So like last year at Empower Her Live, we decided we were going to do it again in Denver. So I already had the dates and the location. Yeah. Um to and pick a year
2: ahead of time. Exactly. As the hotels fill up.
1: Mm-hmm, exactly. And so it's like, imagine like, you know, for those of you that have planned a wedding, it's like that, but like, Way bigger, like (laughs) so. Anyways, I decided, you know, I was feeling resistance, and I knew that I love doing events, and I'm so freaking excited about this one, especially because it is our last one. And what I decided to do with quitting doing Empower Her Live after this year in September is that it was for alignment where I've decided that there are a lot of different niches and sub communities within the broader empower her community that I want to curate like smaller events specifically for that demographic. And, um, you know, that's hard because empower her live 2022 was my favorite thing that I've ever done in my entire career. I've never been more excited. I've never had so many DMs and testimonials, like hundreds of women that are like, I met best friends there. I got clarity. I'm like ready to take my life to the next level. I still constantly to this day, you know, get tags and things from people that are meeting up together in person that met at that event. And like, that's everything that I wanted. But the alignment quit is you asking yourself is what I'm doing now contributing to that bigger vision and how do I want to show up and serve? And for me, that required me doing something that I knew was going to let some people down. Yeah. Um, and that's really hard for me, especially because it's so fun. It would be different if I didn't like it. Um, but I knew like, there's only so much bandwidth I have. We're going to have a brand new newborn baby. I didn't want to do something that required me to book a venue one year ahead of time, not understanding like what, what our life is going to look like in that new season. So why I'm sharing that is permission to change your mind, even for things that you love, and to quit things that are aligned for you to make space for something that's even better, yeah. and um, you know, better for that season, even because like I don't, empower alive twenty twenty three is going to be really freaking epic. Um, but I'm excited for what's to come too. So that was an alignment quit for well, me. Yeah, and it
2: goes back. You've always wanted to do a big event, and you yeah. did it, and you felt like you did. Both of these are going to be like you really gave it, your it. all. I mean, yeah. big speakers and lots of connection and and all these great things, and mm-hmm. you can evolve. And be like, I did that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need eight years of doing it to know that I re- – like, you've really put it out there so it's e- easy for you to know. Like, yeah. you're ready to move on to do – For sure. Yeah.
1: So I hope you're coming to this year because it will be our last year. Yeah. Um, okay. The third type of quit that we want to close this out with is lifestyle quits. And this is really interesting because sometimes, like, you're doing something even like on a micro level in your day-to-day life that you're recognizing I need to quit that behavior or I need to quit this thing that I was doing that worked for me in that season. And the first thing that comes to mind for me with this is our workouts. Yeah, And, you know, and we wanted to share just like a more like micro daily habit type of example with these quits. And, you know, I had a season where I worked out with a trainer here at our apartment and our gym. And then I had a season where I tried to work out by myself. I've had seasons where I've done streaming workouts and just None of those were working for me. And like in this season of life, especially being pregnant and being an extrovert, like I really love being around people. And I was struggling so much going to the gym, trying to get myself excited. Mm -hmm. And also just like, I wanted to look forward to my workouts and I wanted to be in that like classroom environment. So I decided to start going to, we go to this studio called Alchemy here in Denver. And I decided to like commit to going to those workouts and doing it at the same time. Cause it gave me a little bit of structure. And for second trimester, that works really well for me. Cause I have my energy, but Like I had to quit doing something that I really did like. Like I loved working out with a trainer, but I missed being in a group environment. And I had to quit something that didn't work for me, which was me going to the gym when you would go to the gym, and I would just like like creep on you. I'd like take Instagram stories of you working out, and I would just like sit there and be like stretching for a long uh, time.
2: Like thirty minutes. All right,
1: I'm out. Yeah, that didn't work for me, so. Why I'm sharing that is like a lifestyle quit. Maybe there's something right now in your life that you've been doing from, say, it's a workout thing. You've been doing something for a really long time and you don't like it. It doesn't have to be that way because now I genuinely feel really pumped. Even though it's hard to do these workouts, I feel genuinely really pumped when I go to the gym now because I'm going to a workout studio, you know?
2: Yeah. And there'll be a time where maybe that's not the case anymore. Yeah. Right? Like we used to work out together doing the streaming. We used to do separate workouts in the gym. And for me... I just think fitness and like – because that's such a daily thing at least for us and probably for a lot of listeners of something that is always evolving because you're changing – your body changing and you need to like mix it up. Yeah. Just keep yourself interested. For sure. And like I was going to the gym with a partner. We had like a – with a friend and we had a uh, coach build us a program and we would just work out in the gym which was great to like kind of get back into working out because there's a time there where – I weren't taking my workouts as seriously, so it like kind of jump started me back. And then it was like, oh well, I just want to do it in our gym. And so I take the workout sheet and do it. But then it was like, eh, I kind of like messed around for like an hour and a half. I just didn't feel like I was like energized. It was well, just and me and
1: efficiency too, like because you were so love busy. efficiency. Yeah, wanted, it's like, like
2: I don't it, have an hour and a half to start at eight o'clock and get that done, and then right. still walk Liz our dog and like do all these things. I Right, like, I need like something to like go to and like you were starting to go to alchemy and i was like oh hmm. and you're like loving it I'm, like maybe i should try it out yeah and then i went to that and it's like a group workout with like 30 people and i was like oh this is great because it's like 50 minutes in and out you get, yeah you get your butt kicked and in this season of life it's like i needed that like we're launching the airbnbs like i just need something in the morning where i don't have to think mm-hmm. like they kind of just tell you and they keep you on pace and you get yeah. your butt kicked and it was like yeah that's what i need in this season and uh, yeah, maybe the other workouts that was written by a trainer, maybe it was like longer and harder, but like, if I'm not doing them, it doesn't matter. Like exactly. I need to be doing what's going to work in yeah. the season.
1: So the lifestyle quit of like, it's kind of an alignment, but it's more so like in your day-to-day life asking yourself, cause so often we're focused on like goals and making progress and like where we want to go or things that we need to add, right? Yeah. Habits to add to our list. Like, okay, now I need to drink water. Now I need to do X, Y, Z, but it's like, Is there something that you're doing on a regular basis in your lifestyle that's no longer working for you to – whether it is bringing you fun and fulfillment, which is a number one driver for me, is like it needs to be fun and fulfilling for you. It needs to get the job done quickly. Like you love efficiency. And – you know, like whatever that is for you in your life, like look at your lifestyle and making those tiny tweaks and maybe quitting things that don't make sense is really powerful. And Mm -hmm. like on the micro level, like, you know, we've had like specific rules. I was listening to a Jay Shetty podcast and he talked about different zones in his house that he doesn't allow phones. Mm -hmm. And I brought this up to you and we started chatting about like, you know, especially right now we just launched Champagne House, our second Airbnb here in Denver for bachelorette parties, which Check it out on Instagram, Champagne House Denver, champagne.house at Denver. It's seriously so incredible. We're vibe. so excited about it. But while Cena was like managing all of the contractors and a lot that was going on with that for Champagne House and us wanting to launch it as quickly as possible because there's a ton of bachelorette party bookings coming in, we noticed that we were starting to kind of slip on when you were on your phone during yeah. different times that we used to not have in the past. And I started to notice that. okay, well, when you're on your phone, then I'm just going to be on my phone or I would yeah. just like respond to stuff. And we're like, hold on, C- lifestyle quit needed right now. Yeah. Quitting as a good thing of like, we need to quit this behavior yeah. because this is not aligned for the vision of what we have for our family, for our marriage, for our perspective. Like we do not do phones at dinner. We do not do, like we have these hard boundaries. And yeah. sometimes I think it's literally looking at your life and noticing these tiny little things that seem so insignificant in the moment, but making a lifestyle quit or a behavior that's not supportive and conducive towards your growth or how you want to show up yeah. can be so freaking powerful too. Right.
2: Yeah. And it starts, And it always starts with like a small thing and like mm-hmm. it evolves. So it's just like being able to recognize that and just kind of nip it. And uh, yeah, most of the time it's like, you have to let something go. Yeah. Right, then gain, right? Sometimes the best thing is to take something off.
1: Well, and a lot of people like we forget that sometimes yeah. because when we're thinking about goals, it's like, what do I need to add? Yeah. What else do I need to what do? How big can my awesome. to-do list get? Like habit stacking. Like, but sometimes it's like, is there something in your life that you're doing right now that you could just, you just cut? That? It,
2: yeah, and cut it, it would improve your lot, your daily lives. There's so many little things that. It yeah,
1: can like drinking, even right? Like, obviously, yeah. I'm pregnant, so I'm not drinking right now. But for you, you're like. I like, I want to quit a couple of days a week that I'm not drinking at all. Like, you know, yeah. and just stuff like that, that it's like very simple
2: desserts. <laughs> We're working on that.
0: <laughs> it's hard because sometimes you're when you're pregnant. pregnant, when you just like need a fudgeticle. I'm trying to
2: not eat desserts at night during the week. Yeah. Miss Fudgical queen over here. Or
1: no, or dream pops. I yeah. mean, oh, by the way, if oh, you're coming to empower not- her life, I'm- um, we are okay dream pops is this amazing this is like a plug for dream pops but literally (laughs) free ad for dream pops they are like if you've ever had dibs those like chocolate covered ice cream they're plant-based chocolate and vegan ice cream it comes in this container
2: gluten-free all that stuff oh
1: my gosh it's
2: so good you need the whole thing it's like 300 calories for the whole box
1: i know and like low sugar and like they're absolutely fantastic you should go try them them. they're in like sprouts cvs a lot of different stores we got them from whole foods Um, yeah, but you'll get to try them. They're a They'll be there. at Empower yeah, that's Her That's good
2: candy. That's good.
1: Yeah, they have a good candy too. Anyways, yeah. okay, side cool. tangent. So to wrap this all up, the three types of quits that we referred to were the opportunity cost quit, reframing that in your mind to get you to take action of what am I missing out on if I don't do this. The alignment quit of thinking about you one year from now is what you're doing now, getting you closer to that vision of where you want to be in a year or further from it. And finally, the lifestyle quits. Often we think about needing to add things to get to our goals, but maybe it's making a tweak quitting something that did work for you in a previous season that now you need to quit so that you can have more fun, fulfillment, or convenience, or whatever it is that you're looking for in your life? Or are there these habits that are just like sneaky little tiny micro things that feel like they're not a big deal, like the phones at dinner or whatever it is for you that you're like, oh, we need to nip this in the bud right now. We need to quit this so that it can make me show up the way that I want to show up. So those are the three quits. Hope this episode was helpful for you. As a little plug, I did mention we just launched our second Airbnb, Champagne House. So now we have two sister properties, PeachHouse.Denver you can find that on Instagram, ChampagneHouse.Denver, you can also find that on Instagram and um, they are for 12, like they sleep 12 in beds. We're getting a lot of obviously bachelorette party booking so if you are planning a bachelorette or someone you know in Denver, but also retreats.
2: Yeah, a lot of girls retreats.
1: And like we have hosted retreats at Peach House and we're getting a Lot of women that are wanting to host their own retreats. It's a really beautiful way to have this container of like space for you to intimately get to connect. And honestly, I just think there's such a need for in person big events like Empower Her Live, but also those intimate events and everything in between. It's just so powerful. So if you're interested, check out those Airbnbs. And of course, if you want to follow along on our real estate investing journey, you can find us on The Gets Invest. And one last thing that we were talking about is because as we've shared on the Gets Invest Instagram and me even on my personal about our real estate investing journey, we've had a lot of you that have reached out to us about Airbnb in particular. Like, how do I get into it? How do I finance things? What are the things to know? What are some tips and tricks? So we thought it would be really fun if there is a big interest to do a free webinar sharing tips about Airbnb. So if you are interested in joining something like that again it's going to be totally free just Cena and I together with you and however many people on a Zoom call um text Airbnb to 512-548-2728 again text Airbnb to 512-548-2728 because if we get enough people that text in then we know there's enough interest yeah, let's and do then it. we'll do it. So thank you so much babe.
0: I love you and we'll talk to you guys See you soon. See next time. See ya.